Oh, uh, man, today I'm just so thrilled uh, to be able to have hanging out with me, one of my friends and colleagues, uh, man, and uh, I'm just so thankful to have Reverend Dr. Amy Ciceron hanging out hey. on the grip today. Lady, I how know you that's doing? Right. I'm well. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Wonderful. And, uh, I, I tell you, I appreciate you, um, you know, jumping on the show. I know you got, you know, one of the busy schedules. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, 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 uh. So, I mean, for you just to kind of just Look. jump in here on me for a little <laughs> bit, you know, I, I really appreciate you making uh, making that thing happen. And so absolutely uh, anytime. Uh, Listen, when I grew up, I'm trying to be like you. Oh, stop it. Stop the madness. No, no. We just, you know, we just doing. I told somebody the other day, I'm just a kid in the playground kicking rocks. That's all, you know, just trying to do a little something here and there. <laughs> and um, so we're, we're you know, really I love excited. you and Karen to death. So, hey, it is hey. what it is. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. We appreciate you down there in my <clears throat> stopping yes! ground. You're not, That's you're not right. far. You're not far from my home city, the big K, K-Town. So yeah. I don't know. I know yeah. I send K-Town love all the time. So All the time. Yep. Not far at all. I've been here in the East for seven, seven years. Wow. It has been seven years. May, uh, March 2nd, May, seven years that wow. I've been pastoring the St. Julia AME Zion Church in Jacksonville. And well, so, I, yeah. I, I know that that has uh, been... Uh, a great experience. Um, and I, I tell you now that people don't, people have to really understand there is, there's a difference between the East and the West. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I that, had to, I had to learn a whole lot of things differently. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a big difference. Um, great, loving, kind people. You're going to find all of that, but just absolutely. the way the cities are shaped and formed, the way they go about doing things. It's different. And yes. um, and so it, it makes it happen. Let's let's jump into this on today. I know that awesome. when um the, the the year got going and we got closer to election time, I mean you would stomp in the yard, you were getting people um out to vote, and um you were engaging not only your church but the community and, and making some things happen because uh you really wanted to see change. Absolutely. Um, but now um, if you're reading the same newspaper I'm reading and hearing the same stuff I'm hearing, um, this voter suppression thing is like trying to gain some momentum. And so tell me, when you hear about that, you think back to your activism, you know, maybe just uh, five, six months ago, if it's been that long, yeah, about five, six months ago, um, your activism and trying to get people out and provide and information and stuff, and you're hearing the kind of stuff that's that's going on. What, what's the first thoughts that comes to your mind about that whole scenario in terms of what um, states, we know one state, what they're doing, but what other states and potentially what North Carolina might do? Right. Uh, two words, systematic racism. Okay. Uh, that's what comes to mind when I think about all of the voter suppression laws that are being enacted all over the nation. Wow. So, yeah, right. We know about what Georgia is doing because Georgia has kind of gone to an extreme. Right. Uh, but but other places, there are hundreds now right. of, of laws, little laws that have uh, sought to slip in uh, under the radar, so to speak. And so right. that's what I think of. I think of systematic racism, that things have been one way for so long 
and, and one group has had the power and the authority for so long that when they are challenged, right? hey, we changed the rules. When you hold the power, you can change the rules. Right. And so when nobody ever dreamed that Georgia would go blue. Right. That's right. Georgia. Georgia. I'm from South Carolina. Okay. Okay. South Carolina. Right. So I know a little bit about those Southern red states. Right. But to not only just go blue for the presidential election, but then to come back and elect two senators, six year terms. Right. Right. Oh, and it just blew everything out of the water. And those in power got nervous. Right. But listen, because the two they just the two they just elected, they can't do anything about them anytime soon. No time soon. No time soon. No time soon. They're locked in. So we got to find another way to be able to do something about you know essentially what's going on. Exactly. So it's setting up a system where I always win. Right. Uh, Look, look here in North Carolina, um, the our our state Congress. And the gerrymandering that has taken place in right. in con- congressional districts here, right? You know, when, when I look to the east and I see um, the areas that uh, are mapped for as a congressional district, and then right. I go a little west and I see how those areas are two and three times larger. Right. So over here we got little teeny spaces, right, for a whole congressional district, right? And so it's a way of keeping the power because any you know for the most part anything um to the east of i-95 uh is 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 pretty conservative right so if i can if i can cut up the state in such a way that i let you get a few (laughs) of your candidates through but for the majority of the state both for what's going uh to to washington and for our local constituency uh, or the, our local congression, congressmen and, and senators here in the state, it's, I, it, it's, it's again, gerrymandering at its best, um, making sure I win. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That, that's the whole system. And that right. when not I caring, can't win. Not caring about anybody else, not concerned about the welfare of the next generation, just trying to make sure that my that I keep my wealth and nobody's undermining right. things for me. So, so, so yeah, the, they do care about the welfare of the next generation as far as they're concerned. Think back to the voter laws and voter suppression um, when, when the 1965 Voter Act came, up, came about. Okay. And, and, and you know, uh, supposedly uh, the right to vote had been given back in the 1800s mm-hmm. with the 14th, uh, 15th, 14th and 15th Amendment, I think it is. But but then you press forward and the and black folks still aren't allowed to vote. And so you you, you get the uh, voter act, and then you begin to hear about this grandfather clause. Right. <laughs> that said, okay, so I tell you what, let's let's change the rules. However, the rules won't have to apply to any of you who fall under the grandfather clause. So if your right. grandfather could vote, then you automatically are qualified to vote. Right. But for anybody new who's seeking this privilege, this opportunity, right now you have to pass this litmus test. Now you need to be able to quote the preamble to the Constitution <laughs> verbatim, <laughs> not missing a word, not stumbling over <sighs> a word. And then you have 
you have uh, uneducated individuals sitting there uh, going, you know, testing them. They don't know if they're pronouncing the words correct or not. But right. by their own um, assessment, then they can say, oh, nope, you missed it. You got to go back. Right. You can't vote. I so, think so it's that it's classic for it's classic for America. Right. Right. And I think the one thing that um, those who have been in both parts of the state really get a better understanding of what's going on when you can see it on both on both ends and you begin to understand if you really thought it was bad up west, you need to go down east and hang out for a little while. Then you're going to really understand uh, we, we need boots on the ground and we need people who are who are really running uh, and, ma and making it happen. Listen, when you hear uh, the names like Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, uh, Stacey Abram, I mean, I could just go on and add some more to, uh, to that list. All of, them, all of those are powerful, powerful women that we see out in the, in the mainline public figure. Uh, uh, individuals that uh, readily see every day that have uh, broken that glass ceiling in some, some type of way. As you study their work and maybe what they contributed to trying to help change this, this narrative, mm -hmm. what, what would you say um, would have been different or easier for them if? Wow. First of all, let me say she rose. Ah, all right. She rose, Black girl magic, power, whatever you want to call it. Girl <laughs> power. This. But um, <laughs> wow. Um, that 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 is a tough one um you know i mean some of the um some of the uh, usual thoughts arise uh thoughts such as um unbiased support okay um if they were supported based on the merit mm. of 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 their of their um movement mm -hmm. rather than personality okay um rather than um looks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um um i think that more people not just people of color okay but but more people in general uh could get behind them i mean oprah is the queen of talk Wow. Um, but, but the, she have, uh, Harry and Megan on and, and then she faces all kinds of scrutiny and criticism, right. Um, for that right. most powerful interview. And basically she uh, was just being what she's supposed to be and being a journalist. That's right. Cannot be biased and sway the conversation. Correct. You just let the information fall based on the questions. But then once, once the information falls, you right. got to follow up. Right. So, so if somebody drops a bomb, like right. eh, they were concerned about what shade or color the baby would be, right. she would have been less than a journalist to drop that right there. Right. <laughs> she right. had to follow that up. Yeah, she had to keep poking. That's right. That's right. That's what we do. That's what they do. Right. In order to get the story, you know? That's right. 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 Um, but then she becomes vilified in certain communities because of it. Right. And it's because they didn't want to hear. Uh, again, we can kind of kind of go back to this whole idea of systematic racism. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't my grand. It wasn't me. It wasn't my children. Right. And so. So why must we even be subject to even have to hear about 
right. um, atrocities of the past, so to speak. Uh, Michelle Obama, wow, she could catch a break for nothing. Mm. Um, you know, people people aren't perfect. Okay, mm-hmm. people people we're flawed. We're flawed individuals. Uh, but because they could find nothing worth uh, digging dirt on her, they, they right. couldn't find anything worthy. They they um, they had to uh, go to judging her and criticizing her for appearance for wearing sleeveless or any number of things that they right. could call, but then, and, and then want to say it as though it's the first time it has ever happened. But when you look back in history, Jackie O wore sleeveless dresses all the time. Precisely. And she was a, and she was considered a fashion icon, right? So Jackie O wears sleeveless. She's a fashion icon, but Mo- Michelle Obama does the same thing. And, and, she she's vilified for it. I I'm sorry. I I'm I've lost. Hello. Oh. Let me see if I can change my. You're still here with me. Okay. You're still there. Yeah, I lost audio for a second. Oh, okay. Okay, now I can hear you. I couldn't hear you a moment ago. All right, I got you. So, I mean, when, when you think about that, um, you are a powerhouse pastor, preacher, clinician, scholar, uh, who happens to be um, among the greats of the sheroes. So, not just a shero wow. who happens to be a pastor, but you are all those things. And then this, you know, is the whipped cream and the icing on top. How does that impact you in your work when you start thinking about um, if? Mm-hmm. Um, if, well, being, being a female in a predominantly male role um, is already a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people both in the church and outside of the church, when they see that the woman is the pastor, or some people, not all, already have some type of an op- opinion about um, about their theology or right. um, what that church's understanding of God must be, especially right. if they are from a tradition that says women shouldn't be in the pulpit, women shouldn't preach, which, by the way, of course, when I moved east, there's still Ooh. plenty of churches here in Jacksonville whose pulpit I cannot enter. And it's 2021, okay? That's right. That's where I told you, you know, you you crossed that. You, you, you get down below Raleigh. Ooh. And so um, it's, it's, it's something. I mean, it, it's a lot of pressure because um, female pastors, our, especially when we are, if we're bivocational okay. uh, or when we have children and or, and or a husband. And right now I'm in that in-between generation where I'm gotcha. getting, I have the, the aging parents or parent, my father passed away a few years ago, but my mother um, being sick and I'm back and forth to South Carolina, a, a daughter in college, a son home. And so, um, you know, you, 
as women, we are always questioning ourselves anyway. And we begin to question if we're doing enough. Am I doing enough? Wow. Am I, um, am I engaging my church enough? Uh, especially in this pandemic, ministry itself mm. has, has become doubly hard. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people can look at it and say, oh, well, y'all don't hardly have to go to the church. And many folk are at home preaching and and, you know, you all don't have to have these gatherings. And, and so that ought to make things so much easier for you. But in oh, fact, yeah. it yeah. has had added another level of pressure that folk yeah. don't can't even imagine. That's right. And, and every pastor that I have spoken with, um, ha- they've agreed to this. Um, what can make things easier? To be honest, I really don't know. I was trying to figure that out even before mm. um, the pandemic hit. Right. Um, I think, but I do think that having reliable individuals okay. um, surrounding you, having having good assistance, right? And you know, and I have to say, as far as my my help me goes, my husband is phenomenal, um, supportive in every way. Always been, always he's always been supportive of me in ministry. Uh, even before we got married, the call was there and I shared it. And um, the thing is, God, God, God knows what God is doing because, you know, he's from Haiti and his mother always thought he was going to be a priest. Um, so um, all of that connection, um, he right. was like, hey, you got to do what God told you to do. I'm not getting between you and God. No That's way, Jose. Right. So he, he's always been very supportive, even with this move. Um, he was supportive of it before I even made my mind up. Okay. Wow. wow. So, so having supportive people, not just your spouse, not just your children. And I thank them too, who are, you know, just for uh, uh, that, that whole uh, unconditional um, kind of love for when I, I couldn't be there when I was in school or having to be at meetings or what have you. Gotcha. Um, but also within the church, having supportive staff, having um, people who, um, know their job and not afraid to do their job. Right. Um, because if the pastor has to okay every move you make, um, uh, what you're doing, you know, is adding stress. Now, I, I don't mean major projects. Of course, you touch bases with the pastor about what you're doing. But if every time you get ready to make a decision, if every little minute thing has right. to have pastor blessing on it, you know, right. I'm looking for, pe- I, I want people, I want to empower people to know that they have gifts and right. talents and abilities and, and and that that you are free to use them in the kingdom you know right right um be able to get that when you think yeah when you think of stacy abrams who should have been governor um mm-hmm. but but when you have the fox garden the hen house right with brian kemp um the position that he held while running for governor uh, he was able to suppress what he needed in right. order to be victorious Right. But 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 then after that, if I'm not remember correctly, she was invited to possibly be the chair of the Democratic uh, National Convention. She was. But and 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 she was asked to do several other things, but she said, no, I got work here to do. That's and right. the fact that she said, you know what, I'm been, I am getting ready to work behind the scenes so that this never happens again. Not 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 under me, not on my watch, right. not on my watch. And I guess that's the kind of spirit we have got to have when it comes to all of this. Right. We've got to have this belief that not on my watch, not on my watch will 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 uh, uh, voter suppression uh, run rampant. Not on my watch. I need to leave something, a legacy for my children and for future generations. 
Wow. Um, since we were talking a little bit about the church, um, I was listening to uh, uh, one of these, uh, I guess, talk show kind of podcast kind of things going on with Erica Campbell, uh, outstanding uh, gospel artist, um, you know, was, was talking about um, the council culture. And she made this uh, statement uh, that she she believed that the cancel culture uh, started and somewhat the church bears some responsibility for this notion of of the cancel culture. You know, the, the cancel culture in the black church is, is you know, kind of something that's been happening for some time, according mm -hmm. to her. So she's like, OK, you know, y'all talking about it, but the church has been experiencing this. Uh, this just didn't happen. And she gives, you know, a couple of scenarios. She she walks down through this whole thing about, you know, what happens, the scrutiny, the unloved kind of tactics that happen to um, uh, young women who uh, find themselves uh, with child and how the church, you know, says, okay, uh, you're done. So sit here or don't come. And she says, you know, essentially her life for that child's life and perhaps even that baby's life being canceled uh, at that moment. Um, how, how do you see this whole notion of um, the church and this whole council culture uh, mm -hmm. that seems to be so prevalent right now? Um, and especially now that it's, it's just every time something happens, you know, bam, here we go. Um, you know, this is this is what's happening or what we think we need to do about it. So um, I'm going to go back to the beginning and I'm, I'm going to simply say this is America. Mm. OK, because the cancel culture did not start in the church or the black church. It has been. America can't deal with the browning of America. And with and, and even within that now they have changed how you identify yourself culturally, ethically, and racially on right. applications. You're, you know, you're black, white, or, or another uh, race with or without Hispanic heritage. Okay. So, uh, and a lot of Hispanic folk are identifying as white with Hispanic heritage. Right. Because they saw themselves becoming a minority. And so in dealing with the browning of America, uh, Anything that rises that is, is uh, not in line with what I believe, then I find a way to cancel you. Uh, and so I believe this is the way it's always been. It was like that uh, with um, um, in, in, the, um, in the beginning. Uh, so if, if, if a slave does something you don't uh, want them to do, then you make an example of that person so that nobody else does it. So that, and that's what council culture is about when it comes to this piece of, of for instance, with the church. Um, I, I'm a radical. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm proud of it. My, uh, oh, we even, know. Even, even when I, even when I pledged, my line name was revolution. Because I bring oh. change. <laughs> All right. And in fact, today is my Delta anniversary, anyways. But oh, congratulations. Thank you. So, so even what you just said, when I was pastoring a church, I had a young lady who was a member of the choir 
and she was on the girls, uh, the praise dance team and uh, single. She had already had three or four children. Anyway, she became pregnant um, out of wedlock. And um, I had one of the senior saints to come to me and to say, you know, Rev, you know, in the past, and this is what, let me tell you what happened with my grandchildren when they get pregnant like that, they have to sit down. They have to sit down. You don't want that displayed in the church and, and so on and so forth. And mm. so my question was, and my question was, okay, and what did they do with the guy? Right. Wow. Radio mm. silence. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, well, I get that. I said, but so what we're saying to people, when we sit them down, we're saying that God can forgive everything except your mistake. Right. So what I did, I, I met with the young lady and I told her, I said, you can continue to sing in the choir until you deliver, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I said, but I, what I do have to change is your leadership over the uh, praise dance team. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that as, and, um, as an influence. Um, so I, I'm going to give someone else the lead on that because right. her daughter's wrong there too. Right. Uh, I'm giving somebody else the leadership position on that. Oh, but okay. You can remain, I see where you're but, going. But you can remain in the choir. You can continue to march down the aisle. And that was controversial. It was controversial for that church because any woman that got pregnant out of wedlock, whatever ministry they were in, whatever positions they held, they had to sit out until the baby was born. Wow. And I believe that that sends a sign to tell people that in this state, I'm unworthy. Mm. And, and I'm so unworthy and I'm wow. so beyond the grace of God and I'm beyond the love of God that I can't even participate in mm. the work of God. Wow. 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 And, 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 and while for me, uh, for that individual, it's a visible thing. So you are coming at me at the vis visibility. Exactly. Of but That's yet right. we don't know the invisible that, is, right. that could potentially be going on in everybody else's life. That's right. And so, and, and I even use some of that in that one-on-one -on -one with that senior saint, you know, you know, who's an alcoholic? Who, who's abusing their spouse? Who, who's uh, having extramarital affairs? But because this is a visible right. sin in the eyes of the church, Right. We want to cancel this young lady, sit her down, but we do nothing to the man. And the man could be sitting right there in the church as well, but we do nothing to them. They don't lose positions. They don't sit down. They're not canceled in any way. Wow. And I told them, you know, it, that that is misogynistic. It's not it just isn't fair. And it is not the God we serve. Right. How can we how can we cause young people to believe that the God we serve is a loving God? a forgiving God, okay? And yet we subject them to acts of unforgiveness because wow. the, the experience that most people have of God before they get to know God for themselves is the right. God in other people. Right. Through and if the church, through right. relationship, and if right. the church, those of you, listen, those of you in the church whom I admire, whom I love, whom I respect, whom I look up to, whom I just think is the bee's knees. You've been there for me. And now you are telling me I can't participate in the life of the church. Right, right. Why? At a, at a moment, pregnant. at a moment, I'm going to need 
that interaction and not isolation. Exactly. And then the question also becomes how many others are in here doing the same thing, but just didn't get caught or got caught and chose the other option. Right. Right. We don't know. Right. right. And so and it takes me to this place and see, I teach, <clears throat> uh, I teach a forgiveness. I have a four week forgiveness uh, Bible study that I have, have taught to the churches where I serve that God gave me using scripture or what have you. And it, and it takes me to Judas. I, I, I have a whole different philosophy and theology about Judas. Okay. I believe Judas is in heaven. Everyone mm -hmm. says, oh, he's the lost son of prediction, perdition. And, and, and I said, well, yeah, but Jesus was operating in his humanness when he said all of those things. Judas had a real conversion. How many people who betray someone goes and give the money back? Wow. Judas had a real conversion. Now, it wasn't lip service, I'm sorry. You see, a lot of folk want to give, I'm sorry, lip service. Okay. But Judas sought to undo what right. he did. Right. How many people, when they are forgiving someone, literally seeks to undo what they did? Right. Right. He went back and said, you know what? I betrayed an innocent man. Have your money. He threw it back at him. He said, well, we don't want that. And right. then they went and bought a field with it and said, because that's blood money. Right. <laughs> so this is what I say about Judas. What if you? Mm. were judged for the rest of your life by your worst day. Wow. What if you were judged for the rest of your life by your worst day? Mm. Talk, all talk. of us, all of us would be Judas's. Right, right. Every last one of us. Judas right. was so heartbroken and so hurt. He tried to undo what he did. And when he found it impossible, he could not live with the grief and right. hung himself. Right. And that's similar to this situation. I'm sure you've heard about the case that's uh, getting ready to happen. That's, that has unfolded in Rock Hill, South Carolina, um, where the um, former NFL uh, player goes down to this um, very notable doctor's house and um, unfortunately um, takes the life of the doctor, his wife, and his grandchildren. Um, and you're talking about um, his worst day but if you roll the tape back a couple of years and some time before that, he was an outstanding um, athlete that played professional football for multiple teams. Um, and we're only getting a story of what the news media is telling us. We're not his family. We don't know what he was like. We don't know what he was like growing up or any right. of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so it always, it comes to that particular point of us standing in that gap, trying to determine uh, for somebody else, what things should end up being when that's when that's really not our role. That's that that's ultimately going to be God's role. Absolutely, ultimately it is God's role. And and I don't get me wrong. Um, you know, people like to quote, "Judge not, lest you be judged." I said, mm -hmm. "But finish that statement." It says, "For with the same measure that which you judge, you shall be judged yourself." That's so right. it, because if if that meant don't judge at all then why is Paul over in the New Testament in more than one way telling us, exhort one another, correct one another, rebuke one another. Right. If I'm not making a judgment call about what you have done, how can I correct and rebuke? Right. So, so, so what, 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 what that scripture for me means, <clears throat> if I'm going to talk with someone about um, adultery, and if I'm also living that lifestyle, then, the same measure with which I judge them, I'm getting that same judgment. 
Right. So there are places where I'm strong and I can help you. And so I can quote unquote judge you in that way, in that area, not in a way to condemn you, right. but in a way to help correct you as Paul right. writes. Right. But then there are places where I am weak and you're strong and right. you can look at my life and you can help me right. and judge me there, not again in a way that's to condemn, but it's to correct me because the only way that we're going to get stronger and healthier and better in our faith is by the relationships we have. That's right. That's why, that's, that's why God put us in marriage, not to make us happy, but to make us holy. Mm. And, and so that relationship is akin to our relationship with God, mm. which says that we are to hold one another accountable. Right. We ought to seek to try to pull the best out of one another, which right. means sometimes I got to tell you the worst wow. about yourself wow. so I can help you get the best out. Right. And likewise, I have to be willing for someone to tell the worst to me right. so that the best That's can right. come out. Because then That's I go right. into a, a mode of reflection and a mode. And if then if I have any type of Christian upbringing at all, then all of those things are going to start helping me to refocus and retool. Yes. So yes. I can say, okay, I do need to go forward. And this, these are the things that, that I, that I need to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but we've turned it, we've turned this whole thing in. Nobody can judge me into this thing that no one can criticize me. Right. No one can correct me. Right. Only God can judge me. I think right. that's a flawed theology. Right. And, and definitely one which, you know, as theologians and scholars that we'll be unpacking for some time to come, because uh, I'm sure that as you have shared this at your thought, which you just need to go ahead on and write your book on it and uh, and go ahead on and put put your stamp on it right there uh, of, of, of your thought about Judas and, and go forth and, and making it happen. I'm sure that as you shared that with other colleagues, you've gotten that. Girl, you tripping. You done lost your mind. And what in the world is wrong with you? And then you say, well, hey, I'm re I, I'm revolution. So, you know, I changed things. So, you know, you know and you just keep right on, right on going. Listen, before we get ready to get out of here, I know you've mentioned, uh, you know, you've got kids, you got, you know, one all, you got kids college, you got kids home. So, you know, it's not, you, you are not absent from the social media world that is just just going on. I think buzzing right now is Little Nas X. I don't know whether or not um, you uh, have talked to your kids at all or or has it gotten to the point where they don't even share or dialogue with you? I mean, it wasn't long ago that we had all the Grammys and from Harry Styles to uh, Megan V. Stallion and Cardi B um, and all the stuff that happens on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all that kind of stuff going on. How are you as a parent handling all of that yeah. traffic and that stuff on that social media and, yeah. and then um, trying to, you know, just deal with what's going on? Um, so, um, my, my son is at a stage now he's 15. He, okay. he doesn't do a whole lot of talking. Okay. You know, he'll, he'll listen. We'll talk to him. He likes video games and having his earphones on. Okay. My daughter, uh, she's a, she'll talk. I mean, okay. we've always talked. I've, I've all, the thing is this, I've always kept 
open communication because I've always wanted them to be able to know that they could come to us. Right. So when when WAP came out, uh, um, every time it would come on the radio, you know, because they would play with the radio while I'm in there, and she would always say, "Oh, gotta change that, gotta change that." <clears throat> so when the uh, was the Grammys, the Grammys, that's right. She was in Greensboro at school. She FaceTimes us. Oh wow. Cause she was ahead of us. I had to pause and wait for my husband because you know, so we can watch it together. She was ahead of us. So she was like, I just want to be looking at y'all's face when y'all watch this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and what we didn't know is she was snapping pictures of us. Oh um, God. Found that, out, found that out later. Oh Jesus. But but I, I already knew what WAP meant. Um, right. And then with little Nas X, you know, I don't mind bringing these things up for my children. Now they'll be like, "Ma, why are you? Oh, ma, don't do that." Right. Uh, right. But, but you know, are you surprised? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, um, we're told in the Bible that these kinds of things are going to happen. Right. Um, <clears throat> the Bible, of course, is written to us who are believers. So we right. can't, we can't even judge Lil Nas X by that. Right. Because if he's not a believer, then he doesn't understand it. It, it, it. We have to carry it to the rest of the world. Right. In a way that they can receive it, okay? That's right. Now, now, can I, can I be real? Well, you're out here, so you the, know, the, the I, song, I definitely... I the definitely song, the song and the video, um, there, there's some deep messaging. Right. You're talking about uh, Nas X video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Call me by my. Call me by your name. Right. Oh, I know folk gonna be like, I know them two preachers ain't uh, on there. Same. Uh, you know, but I, I, I. My, you know, my mind just works like that. And, and the, especially the very controversial scene with he uh, descending down into right. the depths. Right. Uh, my, mind, my mind said, all of us have engaged Satan. Wow. <laughs> right. And to see what we could get away with. All of us. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Have at one time or another, if we're not now, played around with Satan to, as you have said, see how far we can go. That's right. That's right. Right. I, and, and so, I, you know, I saw a lot of things throughout the video that I was like, okay, this is deep. This is deep. Right. So I'm looking beyond the words. I'm right. looking at some of the imagery. But then even, I have even a whole nother view about um, those coming out, those who are, are expressing their sexuality, those who are saying I'm, I'm homosexual, I'm bisexual, I'm queer, you know, all these, all these uh, different um, um, titles. And, and, and the thing is this, all of this existed in the Bible days. We keep saying, oh, it's getting worse and things are getting bad. And, but right. Do you do you know do you know history? Right. Do you know Greek culture? Right. right. Um, um the, the more we change, the more we stay the same. Right. And in many regards, history is repeating itself. 
That's all. And so our thing is is to make sure that our children are guarded. Mm. We cannot listen. It's impossible to protect them from everything that's out there in that world. That's right. Impossible. Yeah, but wow. what we can do mm -hmm. is give them the skills. Wow. Give them the information. Show show them uh, where they can go. Right. Um, give them resources. And then we can let them know we are a resource. Right. And we got to let them know we ain't always been saved. That's right. You know, sometimes my, my daughter would say, my friends be, my friends be like, oh, your mama cool pastor. Yeah. I mean, that makes her like, really, man, I don't know about all that. Right, right. Uh, because if, I, if we have an event with the kids and they playing music, I'm a dance. Right. I'm gonna shoot basketball with them. That was before my knees got out to work. Oh Lord! Uh, I'm a, uh, we 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 did the paint. Oh, what was it the paint gun? Okay. Uh, stuff. I I try to participate in everything I can. Right. right along with them. Right. Because they gotta understand we're human. Right. We were teenagers. Teenagers right. sometimes I have to tell my child, my 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 kids, listen. I'm I wrote that playbook you trying to <laughs> pull over. <laughs> you me? just pull. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, you just you just pulled that right. move. That's it was right. signature, baby girl. Right. Now. Right. So right. right. Then seen this I, before, I, know exactly how this is going, how this where this is going. And uh you don't understand it, but I I'm gonna determine how long I'm gonna let it play before I cut it off. That's right. That's right. right. So I think it is you know, making sure our children have what they need so that when this information comes to them they know how to wade through departmentalize and and keep things in their proper perspective and 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 say okay yeah I see that but that's not something I want to engage in right and and you know and if and if you listen to you know, I also listen to um, Lil Nas X's ex explanation of lyric by lyric right even on some level, that's what he's saying. Mm. That whoa, um, who? This is a whole lot, right? You know, I walk into the party and 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 whoa, look at what's on the table. We all I see is weed and white. I mean, we know what white is. Uh, so it's like wow, it's a little more than I thought. I didn't know you was getting down like that. It's like right. you're flirting with Satan. You're playing with Satan, and right. and so I get it. But but it's just the way that he chose to display it. And, and you know, sometimes it takes a shock factor, uh, <laughs> a wake up factor. And I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with 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 the display of the video. But the, the imagery is is powerful. And um, some of the points that are made are, are sure enough powerful. And, and I think here's a here's a thing, too. Um, um, that I think is critical for us to understand um, because I'm an artist and I understand the control that um, a label has over you. So a label comes up with a concept and if you're young into uh, what's going on and you don't really have or own the rights of anything, mm. somebody else is creating something for you. You're just the personality that is actually in. Ah. Um, you have an idea, then they, they then um, conceptualize around 
can come up with the conception of, of what is actually going on until you get to a point in your career where you have made so many, uh, so much money and so many records and you got so many hits that e essentially you get to dictate to them or if not, you walk and you can get picked up or go independent. So Old Town Road with, um, uh, with Billy Cyrus, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, didn't give him, uh, put him on the map, but didn't give him, you know, all of that kind of status, although it stayed the longest, you know, duo mm -hmm. combo on the charts for a long period of time. I think church-wise for us, uh, maybe we uh, not become so afraid to be able to utilize these types of things in our studies, mm -hmm. in our dialogues, to make sure that um, not just young people, but um, young adults and seniors uh, that can stomach it for, <laughs> for a moment are exposed yeah. so that they can be able to talk about the kinds of things exactly. that are going on. Well, and you listen, know? and what you just said puts this thing in a whole nother light because you know makes me think about the Hunger Games mm. where they were, they were actually pawns right in the hands of of the wealthy right and and if you see uh little Nas X as a pawn who mm. is being ultimately victimized right rather than one who is seeking to glorify evil right, right. it's a whole nother dialogue right a whole right dialogue. as somebody else using him to glorify exactly. evil because that's he right has the name Okay, Satan control of airways. He has the name that's going to draw, you know, that's right, five to ten million views. That's right. Know, on the drop. So now, so so now we have another conversation about slavery. Ha. <laughs> <Huh. laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a whole nother conversation. Pastor, listen, this has been great. Uh, we got Ladies to get out of here. Rich. I know that you've got that busy schedule. I mean, I've appreciated this conversation. You have just been. Uh, very candid, great. on point, as always. I wouldn't have expected anything less <laughs> ah, for you to be able to share um, uh, with me on today. And I'm sure uh, that uh, I'm going to get some calls because I'm sure some young people are going to be saying like, all right, now, Red, we got, we got to talk about this. We got to, That's right. got to have That's us right. on here. You got to have us on the grip so we can talk about this whole piece. And so I, I'm going to get you on so we can just dialogue about it. Um, and go forth and making it happen. But I, I am certainly so appreciative to uh, you hanging out with me on the day here on the yes, grip. Yes, thank uh, you. I was, uh, I'm you honored. Have, you have a great day. And uh, we will be uh, hanging out with you, talking to you a little bit more. Uh, and have a wonderful Sunday on tomorrow. Give my best awesome. to the family, you all right? Too. Thank you. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right. Take care.